Hello and welcome to the Moafa Fantasy Premier League show. Uh, as I mentioned on Facebook, today is a bit of a different show in that uh, the Matthews are not here. Instead, we've got the other guys, myself, Callum Campbell, and another guy, Michael Roberts. Uh, kia ora CC and kia ora to the Moafa community. Um, we're going to start by just talking about how our, how our last game week went. So uh, you can start, Robbo, you had a big game. Uh, yeah, I did have a big game, um, top two clash in the B League. Uh, so myself um, playing off against um, Jesse Farmer from What a Moment FC. He's in stunning form at the moment. Um, we both actually played our free hits, um, which, Bitch. you know, that was huge, just a straight shootout. Um, but, yeah, I came out on the, the wrong side of that, went down 56-48, um, which was a bit of a shame. Um, 48... <laughs> 48 points yeah i felt like that was it was okay uh it was okay for the free hit um would have yeah, yeah would have liked it to have been a bit better but um yeah at the end of the day i guess a couple of things um i guess those differentials just didn't quite fall my way and you know when you're up against a good player like jesse um that happens sometimes you need that we'll, yeah 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 we'll just move on what about what about yourself cc how did your game week go uh i played against ben inkster and um the Invincibles. And uh, it all started rather terribly, to be honest, because I was going to play my free hit and I hadn't managed my time very well um, leading up to it. And so I was the night before, I was like, let's let's go on the free hit. And I was about to do it. And then my dad called. (laughs) Classic. Yeah. So I was like, I can't can't just like not respond to my dad here. I can't can't not yarn with my dad. So I've got to do my fantasy team. So basically, family got in front of fantasy. Yeah, I mean, my my time management was poor, so I'm not going to put excuses out there. But uh-huh. um, basically, after I finished talking to him, I was like, it was time to go to bed. I just couldn't, you know, I'm not going to put in a good team here. Right. Um, and I just went in with uh, a couple of transfers that were intended for the next game week. Right. Um, and luckily, Benny didn't use his free hit either. Um, and it basically came right. down to uh, Rob Holding today. And I saw the last 10 minutes of the game and his uh, bonus points allocation was going between like two points, one point, two points, just in that last 10 minutes. Right. Um, so that was quite nerve wracking. That was between a draw and a loss. Sorry, a draw and a win. Right. Um, thankfully, he ended up with nothing, no points. Um, and so turned, turned out well for you. Turned out fantastic. Um, Benny went negative four, and that's okay. how I actually ended up winning. Wow! All right, it's, um, t- hard hard lines for Benny, but you know, um, Mangareki Town they will take the win. They were just struggled a little it. bit over Christmas, didn't they? So needed it, okay. needed it uh, very badly. Um, so yeah, you know, start of the year. Oh, actually, no, second game of the year, isn't it? Um, got the win though. So yeah, that's that's all I was really hoping for. Yeah, just gotta you know, and then we're very very quickly um back into it again this weekend, aren't we? That's so, right. But I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that coming up. Um, yeah. What we're going to talk about now is the uh, quarterfinal draw for the Moafa Fantasy Football Victoria Cup 2020-2021. Uh, we're in the quarterfinals, and what that means is um, this is our last random draw. From now, each of the teams get bracketed um, and it's just straight kind of 
uh, knockout to the final or the big dance, as we call it, um, from here. So do you want to read out the teams or was I reading out the teams? Yeah, so I'm reading out the teams. So what we've done is um, just to keep everything above board, we've allocated each of the teams um, that are left in the draw a number uh, and then we'll just draw the numbers randomly and then that'll determine um, who's facing who and where everybody's bracketed. So just really quickly, uh, team number one is FC Gannett. Team number two, Football Fondlers. Team number three, Very Spursy. Team number four, Naki Juniors. Team number five, The Bangers. Team number six, Surprise Package. Team number seven, Milky's Magicians. And team number eight, Curry Train. All right, so awesome. uh, CC, you're on the drawing, so I'll let you yeah, I got a get num- on with uh, that. I've got a random number generator here, and it's going to nice. spit out all the numbers at once. So we're just going to okay. get straight into it. Sweet. So first game is two versus four. Okay, so two versus four is Football Fondlers, so Tom Nelson against uh, Naki Juniors. Wow. Yeah, that's a big matchup. All right, second game is six versus eight. Uh, six versus eight. Um, so that is Austin Dusto's surprise package against Sam Curry's Curry Train, another all-Super League affair. Jeepers. It's basically big hitters from here on out, isn't it? think so you know Pretty if you left in the drawer at this point that's right you consider yourself a big hitter <laughs> <laughs> i should hope so maybe maybe everyone except mike garner hey oh yeah true he's actually i think he's happy to be there yeah <laughs> uh next game is uh milky's oh sorry it's seven versus five seven versus five so that is myself milky's magicians against jason carpenter and the bangers bangers so that leaves one versus three one versus three, so the aforementioned Mike Garner and FC Gannett uh, against Diggy Norman's Very Spursy. So that is a, that's an all-B all league. All-B league. Yeah. yeah. So we will have at least one B-league team uh, into the semifinals the of the Victoria, Victoria Cup this year. Yeah. Fantastic. So j- a quick summary. We've got the Football Fondlers versus Naki Juniors. Surprise Package versus Curry Train. Milky's Magicians um, versus The Bangers. And Gannett, FC Gannett versus Very Spursy. Uh, nice. Huge. Any yeah, immediate reactions there? Oh, well, I um, think one side of the draw looks extremely stacked. Um, oh, yeah, that, that top that side. Almost, that top side of the draw is just like big, big dogs in there. Um, oh, yeah. Whoever comes out of that will just, yeah, uh, will feel pretty confident. Um, but, you know, uh, it should be it should be good. Victoria Cup always a always a great time. Um, can you just remind <laughs> us when when those um, oh yeah when those fixtures take place? Good point. So they take place in the first week of uh, of February, yeah. which is I didn't prepare this. It's a great question. <laughs> um, game week twenty two, which is February third in New Zealand game time. Week twenty two. Okay, nice. So that's something to watch out for for those managers. Um, that's right we'll put a reminder out before then and i'll also put the draw in a nice fancy graphic um yeah get a very good, soon. good graphic up yeah, good graphic yeah good graphic. love love that love that cc <laughs> all right so uh next part of the show is i i think the part of the show that we've all been waiting for yeah um we put out a mailbag and we got some great questions out of it um, so much correspondence yeah, yeah, lots of correspondence. I think people entering in 2021, they're just fired up about um, life of fantasy football. 
Um, so let's get straight into it. I'm going to ask the first one, which is actually a carryover from the recent pod, which unfortunately uh, didn't happen in the end. It's a question from Jesse Farmer. Um, question for the God Moafathers. Moa <laughs> <laughs> How many captaincy picks do you think you've nailed so far? Uh, and he's, uh, he's given a link uh, in order to judge that, which I'll, I can post later if you like. PremierFantasyTools.com yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, based on the the link that Jesse posted up, I had a had a quick look at um, at my team and how I've been going this season. Um, was I think in terms of nailing captaincy picks, um, I think I what it, well, I guess what it indicates for me is that I really like struggled during the um, the first part of the season. Mm. Um, I think maybe six of my first eight captains um, blanked effectively. Um, so we're like in the red, but then um, since then uh, it's been pretty good. Like overall um, hitting like double digits with your, yeah, with my captaincy picks each week. So um, I guess that indicates, you know, have been getting it right on the whole. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like a interesting tool just to get a quick snapshot of how, how everything is going. Um, what you was your, well, CC? I did. I just want to ask what was your overall total and what's your, points per game week from your captain average uh okay so uh, i think total points was um 256 from my captain okay um, yeah which i guess then you can divide that by 18 to work out uh, sure. any quick maths yeah um probably uh somewhere just above 20 25 maybe um would be is that right no a lot less than that uh let's so see mine was... more like 12 right Mine yeah. was 278 total. Okay. Um, and total captain points, oh, sorry, and that was 15.4 points per game week. Okay. Um, so you're doing slightly better than me. Yeah, there's only, outside of my ones where I got less than just like the, the captain showing up and playing 90 minutes, mm. I've only had one game where a captain didn't get double digits. Yeah. Um. So pretty happy with that, but I do have a beef with this. Yeah? And What's your beef? Well, so I think mine's actually pretty decent. Would you say 15.4 points per game week coming from a captain? Uh, yeah, that's pretty like pretty healthy, I think. And uh, yet I'm in, the thir- I'm in the 30s of the championship and I'm in the bottom 10 of the B League. Yeah. Um, and also going back to my my discussion about the 2400 club in the last pod 63 uh-huh. points per game week and 5.2 yeah. points per player is yeah. kind of the average to hit the 2400 club. So essentially mm. I'm, I'm getting three players worth from my captain each week, which should, you know, correlate to some sort of success. I would have thought. Yeah. I think um, it's, I think it's interesting to maybe have a look at yeah, like how your um, maybe how your overall rank moves with yeah like how your captain's going as well. Like I think when I had a had a quick look, I just got it up again now. Um, it seems like most of those weeks where like my captain's hitting you know double digits or or more, um, I tend to be moving up overall. Um, right. And then when they when they blank, I'm moving down overall, which is kind of what you would expect. Um, but yeah, I think there's like it's 
there's a lot more going on like behind yes. behind the scenes that you don't really um i agree you can't you can't read into that from this um so you know the role of like your supporting players and how you guys around your captain are also doing um yeah it does like count for count for quite a lot in terms of overall rank and overall overall points as well um but yeah interesting little insights like so for for example i guess the yeah actually the one the one game week i've blanked in the last 10 weeks was game week 15 yeah uh, and i had de bruyne's captain he only picked up six points but i got 57 points that week and my game week my game week rank for that week was like 850,000 then i moved up overall by about what is that 250,000 places so yeah it's kind of like getting your captain right obviously does help but it's not the end of the world if you if you don't um, yeah yeah i like it i, I yeah. agree i think there's a bit more to read into it there as you say yeah. uh nice. thanks for the question jesse we'll come back to you yeah. a bit later yeah um so i've got the next question again um a uh hangover from the from the previous pod um duncan stewart thanks for your question d stew um he's keen to know if cc thinks john morris should be taking arteta's job um no arteta should be taking john morris's job isn't it uh oh no sorry yeah you're right yeah oh i'm just just answer the answer the question right and maybe give us some context about what this is about yeah okay so um i basically i'm a big cronulla sharks fan uh in the nrl and John Morris is the coach of the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, actually, at this time of this question, it was four weeks ago, Arteta was yeah. struggling a bit more than he is now. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I, I completely read it the other way around. Um, <laughs> but how do I think John Morris would go at the Emirates? Uh, he, he's, he's pretty underwhelming as a, um, as a, as a coach. Yeah. He's inspiring. You don't think he'd bring much motivation to those Arsenal players? No, I actually think Arteta could go all right at um, at Shark Park. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I like what Arteta's built in terms of the foundation, um, in terms of players' attitudes. Um, mm. And they're obviously going in a direction, even if it's going slowly. Like I, I don't really believe in firing managers um, very quickly. You know? mm. uh, right. So I like where he's going with that. I don't know how he would go in terms of fifth tackle options. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, like, because it's, it's Arsenal's, like, finishing that's holding them back at the moment, right? And you're yeah. like, maybe maybe if he was coaching the Sharks or if he was at Shark Park, maybe it'd be really great at getting those guys through their sets. Yes. Through the basics real well. Gets that, yeah. gets that sixth tackle. And then maybe, maybe then his options <laughs> might be a little bit lacking. Um, yeah. Similarly, I think John Morris would probably struggle in the final third. Okay. Um, he was a hooker, which is probably like a N'Golo Kante kind of player. <laughs> Just a defensive midfielder. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he's, okay. not, he's going to struggle up front. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, great question. Great question. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that um, satisfies these two's urge to know. <laughs> um, he's been waiting a while for that. Yeah. Um, next question is from Matthew Wilson. Uh, with COVID continuing to wreak havoc across the EPL schedule, how can we best negotiate an ever-changing environment in the UK? Is there a smart decision decision retransfers in this environment right now? Um, so, 
Yours, I please. Per- yeah, I personally uh, would, I guess, advocate um, for not planning too far ahead uh, when, you know, there's um, changing fixtures um, and that sort of thing. Uh, it's, yeah, I guess don't you don't want to get too like, stuck in your ways or set on like a certain certain path um, with your decision making and try and be as flexible as possible. So I suppose, I think this is something they maybe talked about the last pod they were on, um, but I guess getting as much information as you can and then playing what's in front of you and maybe making your decisions as close to the game week deadline as you can um, is probably the way to go or probably probably the way that um, I personally would go. Um, like I feel in terms of, you know, the structure of my team, like I'm pretty happy with where it's at at the moment in terms of like where the points are coming from. So I'm pretty happy just to, to go week by week and then um, see what's doing before the game week deadline and then kind of make transfer decisions based on that. I think if you're in a position where your team was like struggling a little bit at the moment, it would be a lot tougher because you're trying to, you know, um, change that structure while also adapting to um, like changing fixtures and that sort of thing. And that's very, very hard, but yeah, that's, I guess those are, those are my thoughts on it. Um, what did you think? Um, I think kind of inherent in the question almost there's, there's an element where we don't have control here. Hmm. So Therefore, I'm just not going to try to control it. I don't know that there's anything that you can really do. I think if you're making, like other than what you, uh, what you just said, I think that's good advice. Um, mm. But really, where you want to be making your decisions first and foremost is on uh, the players on the pitch that you're going to be putting out there and making mm. sure that those guys are the best that you think they can be. Um, if the game gets cancelled, we've had a few that have been cancelled like after the deadline or kind of like mm. overnight New Zealand time where, you know, who's staying up? I'm certainly not doing that. Um, so you can't control that. Just, yeah. it, it is a season of rolling with the punches more than mm. ever. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we'll probably we'll – probably We'll keep, we'll keep going. We'll probably come back to this, this theme, I think, in some of the later questions. Like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, lots of lots of guys in the Moafa COVID community. COVID chat. Are pretty, COVID chat. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll just change tack for a, a minute just to um, jump on to the next question, which is um, from Jesse Farmer again, and he's got a quick hypothetical for the other guys. Um, thanks, Jesse. Uh, he says, uh, imagine you're the best player on your team. Uh, you're also the designated penalty taker. Your team is 1-0 up. It's the 90th minute, and the opposition goalkeeper fouls you in the box. The ref blows his whistle. He awards a penalty kick. What a moment. Huge. You go, you go to grab the ball, but a teammate already has it in his hands. He looks at you sheepishly and says, oh, hey, mate, you look a little tired there. Mind if I take this one? <laughs> what do you do? You got two options. Uh, option A. Uh, yes, I do mind, Raheem. Now, can you kindly fuck right off? You say no and take the pen. Or option B, um, you know what? Sure, Raz, I'll get the assist anyway. Go for your life, mate. You say yes and give the penalty away. What do you do? Discuss. Um, and this is obviously based on real-life event that happened uh, in the Man city Brighton game um, a couple of mornings ago. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I wonder if Jesse had uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I'm not quite sure, but um, maybe he's a, bit, oh, a little bit pissed off oh, about this. So... 
so I can I can tell you he definitely had Kevin De Bruyne <laughs> as captain. Um, so I mean, the fact that uh, he won his fixture, um, hopefully that you know has him feeling not so sore about it. Um, yeah. But I can imagine I can imagine if he did lose his fixture, he'd just absolutely be blowing up at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so my that? answer to that question is clearly A, um, yeah. which is, ah, yes, I do mind Raheem. Now you can kindly fuck right off. Okay. Um, Why is that? Uh, well, because I'm the best player on the team, as, uh-huh. has, as was mentioned above. Um, I've got the best chance to finish this. We're 1-0 up, 2-0 secures it in the 90th minute. It's, let's just play the percentages here. Um, so... I did have a discussion with the former Super League champion, Michael Kalman, about this yesterday, actually. Right. And um, we did discuss two variables in that. De Bruyne is the captain. Yeah. And um, maybe he wanted to give Raheem a bit of a boost. Yeah. The other thing is he just won the pen. So, mm. you know, there's. I think uh, he was saying that Michael Owen under Julio... Julio would never let the pen taker, sorry, the pen winner take the pen. Right. Um, which was just like a, to be honest, I don't think it actually makes sense no. of why you would do that, but it's, yeah. it's what they did. Uh-huh. Um, Obviously having fantasy points in mind, right? You know, you want to get those right. points for your assist and around. the goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, the only thing I was thinking is like, you've just, in that regard, you've just, conceded we've just won the penalty so you've just mm. been hacked or or i don't know you've just made a dive or whatever mm. and another guy is coming in fresh to take yeah him. maybe he's better mentally yeah i, I like I, I, straws though yeah i think um that that first first point you make around um maybe the aim being to give raheem sterling a little bit of a boost uh is probably the um probably the main thing there i think for me um i think you know sterling's maybe been struggling for a bit of form recently um chance to get on the score sheet um is probably it plus i guess yeah there is a an element of not wanting to maybe create a scene um Mm. if you are kevin de bruyne um maybe he is like wow it's one now we're probably like we're gonna we're going to win this game anyway. Like, I'm not going to make a diplomatic incident out of this. I'm just going to, like, get on with it. Um, and so he he maybe lets... Like, I think if they win that penalty in the 75th minute, let's say, yeah, yeah. I think I can see De Bruyne, like, taking it then. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's it's really hard. You have to, like, separate out that um, that real-life prism versus, like, the, the fantasy aspect of it. And I think there are... I think I find it like all the time when I'm watching, watching highlights or watching games and you're kind of like, man, if only this guy did this, I would have got <laughs> this assist or this goal. And, and it's, um, yeah, all the time you're like, look, you see all these lost points yes. uh, and it can be, can be quite frustrating. Um, but I think um, maybe the silver lining to it is probably um, given that Raheem uh, missed the penalty, he missed probably it. makes, makes um, De Bruyne's case for continuing to stay on penalties for even more, uh, even stronger. Um, it's going to be like no competition there. He's still clearly the best player in that Man City team. Um, next time penalty comes around, won't be any question. But nah. De Bruyne stepping up and, you know, Jesse, you can take that one to the bank. 
Uh, oh, to the bank. We're going to the bank, bank here. <laughs> going to the bank. Um, yeah. All right. But, nice one. Yeah. All right. Now, this question is from Matt Rowe. Um, the really, controversial. really heard from Matt Rowe. <laughs> uh, he says, I have a question. We all know Robbo is fond of a red shirt and CC loves a mustard beanie. So my question to the panel is, what, <laughs> what is their pant color of choice? Um, instantly, I'm thinking a shade of blue, probably a navy blue, just so that we cover off the primary color spectrum. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you cool. get the yellow, red, blue kind of thing going on. Oh, you're thinking um, of it as a combo, the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you were going to, you know, put it all together. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Then I didn't think of that. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'd end up with that. But um, I, what what were your what were your thoughts on the matter? I think it's got to be black. It's got to be black. black. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, just neutralize neutralize a little bit, put <laughs> flavor up top, and let's just keep it <laughs> yeah. simple. Real, real, real loud, real loud shirt. That's loud right. beanie. Just that's right. Keep it quiet. Uh, I did say though that I have some news on this topic, mm. and that is that I've thrown out that yellow beanie. That mustard beanie, it's gone. That's devastating, devastating. So for all the fans of the yellow mustard beanie, uh, RIP, RIP to everyone out there who's uh, in mourning right now. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, but you know you got to freshen up these things, don't you? You got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Keep it. If you are, uh, if you are really devastated about the mustard beanie, um, feel free to pause the podcast now and take a moment. <laughs> 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 we won't do it for you, but um, yeah, uh, listener's choice. Listener's right. choice, yeah. Shall we um, keep moving this along? Let's keep moving. Um, all right, so back to the more serious chat. Um, so Ian Fraser's got in touch uh, with a question. He says, um, by the end of the week, there's a chance that a lot of us will have used both the free hit and bench boost. Um, is leaving yourself with just the wild card for 20 weeks a good idea? Um, and then he said, oh, and also fuck free hit for taking away my saved up free transfer. Yeah, that's a... Like, It'll get you, that one. It'll get you. Yeah, that, that nuance of the of the free hit. Um, got to yeah, definitely keep in mind you only want one transfer before playing your free hit. But I actually... For, so I, for next I, didn't, season. I didn't end up playing my free hit, but I was going to. And what I did is mm. made my two free transfers mm. and then I was going to play my free hit. I yeah, don't know if nah, that would have worked or what. No, nah, no, nah, doesn't work. So you need to... Or you like your free hit like resets like that those are your transfers for that week like it's like you any previous transfers that you make get like null and voided so yeah it's really like you Probably do just have as to, well. to plan a yeah plan a bit in advance Thanks, um, Dad. but anyway um yeah so, on the oh, on the topic using one. yeah using using both the free hit and the bench boost or so leaving yourself just the wild card and what also triple captain, that? also triple yeah. captain is in there. Keep um, in mind the triple captain. Sure. I like it. Um, oh, sorry, is leaving yourself with just the wild card for twenty weeks a good idea? Uh, look, I think it was a good week to play the free hit. Not going to lie, I think people who played it should not be regretting it. Uh, mm. At the same time, like we know with COVID etc., that we're going to get more chances to use those. Um, so I, again, I just play, play a straight bat, play a straight bat, send it back down the ground, um, is what I would say. I didn't play my free hit and I thought there's probably going to be another chance to play it. 
So I wasn't too stressed about that, even though it was a really good time to play it. Yeah, like I think um, there was yeah a lot of chat before, yeah, I guess amongst the FPL community around, yeah, strategy of playing free hit in the week just been and then bench boost in this week coming up. Um, I kind of feel like that like changing environment around COVID that we kind of already talked about um, really, yeah, means that um, means that I don't I don't think playing both is necessarily a good idea. Like I like I did weigh it up, but I don't think um, like I won't be playing a bench boost this weekend. Um, right, it's just really, you know, like I think with the changing fixtures, um, yeah, as you've said, there are going to be more chances maybe later in the season to with those double game weeks and the likes um, to get those chips in then. And you want to give yourself, I guess, a little bit more flexibility. Um, like the, the worry is that if you only have that wild card um, and we get to the point where, yeah, we, I guess, come across blank weeks or double game weeks further on, which, are, which is likely because, you know, we've already got some fixtures that need to be rescheduled and they need to be slotted in somewhere. Hmm. Um, you don't give yourself a lot of room to move. So I would, yeah, probably probably hold the chip and then, you know, look to play, just play what's in front of you. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really hard, again, um, to, to plan out any long-term strategy given the, given the environment that we're working in. Um, and I think there was a little bit of like a follow through on that thread um, on the the Facebook comments. Um, Matt Wilson chipped in with you know uh, for the Super League big hitters. I'm sure mm. there's only one chip strategy, which you know. So for a lot of guys, um, they would focus uh, focus their strategy around like holding those chips for the back end of the season when they have playoffs. I mean, yes. especially those guys who think they're going to make finals. Um, I think. Yeah, and this season more than any, it's um, maybe there's a bigger downside to doing that than what there usually would be. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's not, I guess, being being a, um, a B-League player, it's not something I have to worry about. But I think if I was like looking at my overall points total, um, you know, foregoing these opportunities to use chips at this point, um, there probably is a bit, a bit more of a downside to that than what you, what you usually would expect. Um, but yeah nice all right uh let's fire on to the next one dan parker would you rather a be the first manager to win the moafa triple crown uh which is championship super league vicky cup in one season but they'd never be allowed to play fpl or engage in moafa banter again or b spend the rest of your fpl career stuck in the b league um Dan, that's a super simple question to answer. <laughs> I definitely take the first option: uh, get them off a triple crown and then um, never be allowed to play again. Um, yeah, very. I'd have just very strong vibes of like clocked it, mate, and then just like get right. out. Um, it's also the option that's probably like not available to me. The second option, forever. <laughs> um, looking, looking a lot more likely at this stage. But, but yeah, what about yourself? I, I'm enjoying the B League, but um, to be honest, the uh, the words of John Bon Jovi come to mind. I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Uh, so I like A as well. I just say yeah. like, I've won everything. You guys can fuck off. Yeah. And uh, in, in the nicest possible terms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed it, but yeah, nah, we're done here. Just drop drop mic point. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I, I love the idea of that. I can't see it happening uh, for a while. <laughs> but yeah, I like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, all right. And then uh, Tim has chipped in with a question. Um, given your views from the B League, uh, I'd love an impassioned view as to why the B League shouldn't be described as such, with B giving a sense that it's inferior, and reasons as to why the B League is perhaps superior. That's a great question. I, I thank you, Tim. Um, really appreciate the question. Um, did you have any <laughs> thoughts? Any thoughts on this initially, as a um, relatively new uh, yeah. entrant to the B League? You can go uh, first and then. Well, you know, I want to challenge the premise of the question a little bit. Um, B gives a sense that it is inferior. Um, uh, I, I mean, mean I, guess, I guess, yeah. Um, B could also be beautiful. <laughs> um, um, often, Dun Duncan Stewart in the past has often called it the better league. The better league, so, right. Yeah. Um, um, and so, you know, it's, it's how you look at it. It's attitude. Um, also, I personally actually don't really mind that. I kind of like that there's a hierarchy. And my season was not great last year. So I, I accepted the fact that I should have gone down. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. What do you think? Um, let's see. So, yeah, maybe some points in favour of the better, the better, the better league, the B league. Um, I think mate, it's where where legends are made. Um, That's right. In terms of you know all of these, lots of these guys who um, are now you know competing hard in the in the Super League, or you some of your top your top um, top players. Um, they are, you know, they came through the B League. They were promoted from the B League. It's where you, you get to see your guys who are coming up um, through the Marfa ranks. Um, B League gives them gives them a chance to shine. So you know, you spot teams for the future. Um, I think that's that's definitely an upside from the B League. I think the strength of the like the league's gone from strength to strength in terms of competitiveness. Um, I did a quick um, scan of the top twenty in the championship just before we came on. Um, Six of those teams are from the B League, and there yes. are eight from the Super League. So, nice. you know, the balance is, like, fairly good there. Um, so in terms of, like, points totals that these teams are putting up, um, pretty good, very competitive. Um, and I personally am actually a massive fan of the 38-week slog that is the B League, um, getting through two full-round robins. Um, if you're going to win it, are you going to be up there? Um, you've got to have that ability to put in like week in week out for those 38 weeks. Like I think, you know, there are people who, who like the playoff system and the super league, but I'm kind of like, if you're only got to make top eight to get into the, you like barely top half to get yourself into the playoffs. Like, yeah, Matt Steele late for, runs sort of thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's for the show ponies out there. <laughs> um, I think, you know, to, to be successful in the B league, um, you got to, yeah, put it in over that long distance. And so, um, like I do think, you know, there's a lot going for the B League. Do I can't say I, I like it. I can't say I like it enough to, you know, want to be in there forever. Um, no, I, I agree with but, that. Too. But um, yeah, it's got some great qualities about it. All right, we got the last question here, and we've got one minute. Um, okay. Before my free Zoom account uh, takes us out, so. Oh gee. Who are the other guys in FPL, this is Ian Fraser, um, that we should be considering outside of the template? of all like the, well, 
E.g. the highest owned. Who have you got? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I did a quick scan. The way I did this was I had a look through guys that were most selected. Also had a look through guys uh, based on form uh, and looked for where the differences were. Um, so nice. um, El Ghazi from Aston Villa. Um, everybody's got Grealish, but El Ghazi's going great guns at the moment. Could be I put option. down El Ghazi too. Nice. Um, Yurimina from Everton. Everton's fixtures are like um so so but he's like a you know consistent selection at the back um good in the air could score some goals from corners uh and i've got let's see ilkay gundwan as well playing a lot of minutes for man city at the moment very Mm. cheap um and chipping in with some goals as well bit inconsistent but you know could be worth a look nice i put alioski i kind of like it's an outsider scored two goals recently and then i've put um I put El Ghazi as well, and I put Emil Smith Rowe if he can start oh, yeah. scoring some goals. Yeah, but he scored twenty-one points in four games, uh, which is great per game, and he has three assists already. Like that. Uh, so that is us. We're literally a couple of seconds away. See you next time. <laughs> All right. Bye.